0: There's this thing they call Mu, so that was our legal tender before colonization came with their own money. So you you build, they call it Waakona, which is the mother-in-law's hut or the mother-in-law's room. So you build a hut for your mother-in-law and also you follow your in-laws to the farm, you farmer, like you have to prove that you have strength and you can take care of your daughter. Like, there's some things that people will consider heavy, but the way I portray those things just makes it very easy and relatable, like climate change, rainfall and everything. But then it's told in a humorous way. You know, there's this. So many, so many are from the North, they'll tell
1: you, I a house. You know, like even when you try to convince them, Someone will say, "But you speak how You don't speak English. English. Are, Are you English? English? Exactly. Are, you Are you English? English? Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Now, how best can you learn from culture and tradition other than lessons learned from love?
0: What else? Another way you can learn is by reading. Reading is a way to travel without spending any money. You know, it's like the easiest way to learn about so many cultures without leaving your house. Exactly. That's the crux of the matter. And...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm trying to hold my excitement.
0: Mm.
1: One, because this is the first time I am having an author. And... It's also the first time that an author is signing an autograph book for me. So, at this point, if you do not have a book signed by an <laughs>
0: author, <laughs> me Tell and you, there are no mates. you are no mates with them at all. You are no
1: mates at all, at <laughs> all, at all. At all. Welcome to Unzip Stories, where we listen, learn, get inspired, and most importantly, explore Africa. Tell African stories, everyday lives of Africans, by an African, with an African guest. Yes, so. Alright, so we will delve right in. My guest for today is a very beautiful african woman she you, is beautiful you, you. like
0: she's beautiful
1: <laughs> and she's um she's linda Venus. did i call it right
0: yes you did yes <laughs> and i like the ruby part of it because mm.
1: what does ruby
0: mean well actually ruby is the short form of my ethnic name which is ruby nyakuru and it means God watches over us. So there's actually a story in the book about my name.
1: Oh wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Well. Maybe I should start writing books so that there'll be a story about my name.
0: (laughs) First of all, is your name interesting? Can we write something interesting about it? That's the cocoa first of all. My name is interesting. Okay. My
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you thinking about it? I am trying to test how interesting the name is. Okay. <laughs> okay, she. um So basically, Ruby has a book and it's titled "The Altar of Tradition," mm-hmm. and I invited her over for us all to have a feel of this because I think what captivated my my attention was your ability to say take us to a journey. Mm. In fact, it's not just a journey. A wedding journey was what captured my my attention, okay. right? And then so, imagine that you're having to listen to a story or read a story
0: about love mm-hmm. and um, customs and tradition. Say, yeah, it was exactly. that story about uh, weddings, right? Like I posted part of it part of online it. yeah okay. yeah
1: exactly so that was so,
0: that's the story that the book takes its title from oh. altar of tradition actually
1: yes and i actually like the the little twist i've not read the book yet i just received the book yet and i i cannot wait to read it <laughs> plus it's not large it's just yes, it's um, good for
0: you know just when you don't have anything to do and maybe you want to fall asleep and you're finding like hard to sleep or you're on, on the flight yes it's really short that's easy like, to read an hour or
1: two, depending on how fast you exactly. are yeah, Exactly. So tell us, first of all, what inspired you to take up this?
0: So writing is something I'm passionate about and I decided to use it as the medium to explore and promote some of the ideas and some of the causes I'm passionate about. I am from Adamawa, from a minority ethnic group called Yandang. So for me, it's a way to promote my culture and create visibility. So I'm not just trying to entertain people. I'm also trying to educate people because a lot of the time when you tell people, oh, you're from Adama or oh, you're from the north, people just go, oh, you're Hausa or oh, you're this, you're that. You know. So there's a lot yeah, of right. willful ignorance about the country. So it's my way of saying no. It's not just Hausa that isn't. Exactly.
1: Like I get that. So, so many, say so many. You're from the north. They'll yes. tell you.
0: You know, like even when you try to convince them No, they're like, no, you must be lying Or oh,
1: someone will say, but you speak hausa Yeah, like, you speak English. Are, Are you English? English?
0: <laughs> Are you English?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah. so that makes sense That makes mm-hmm. sense So, tell us about the journey Towards writing this book Like
0: this book looks small, But exactly. the journey was not easy Like, I have What they call Procrastination So, yes, I'm a lazy writer. Like, I have the ideas in my head, and then when I start writing, I'm like, maybe this story isn't so good, you know? So I slow down, and then maybe after a few months, a few weeks, I come back and then work on it. So, like, I was doing stop and start, stop and start from, like, 2019 till I finally finished it late 2020, and then started working towards publishing it early this year, and then now the book is here. So, yes, Uh finally finished it.
1: 2019 to 20. that's just one year. Do you know how many stories some of us have? (laughs) procrastinated so how do you deal with this procrastination how are you able to write a little and still come back to it because i know there are lots of writers out there Mm -hmm. who have well like me Mm -hmm. have started writing but
0: it's just yeah like okay how i do it is okay if you don't write this thing are you going to be happy with yourself so i have to give myself a pep talk You know, like, before you published this book, did you like the fact that you were calling yourself a writer and you didn't have any book? I did not like it. So, you know, the the feeling you get after you've accomplished something, I want that feeling to last and I want to keep on having it over and over again. So that's my motivation. That's the goal I look at. Okay, I've published this book. I feel happy. I feel proud of myself. So I want to keep on feeling proud of myself. So you keep writing. Exactly. Oh, but did you encounter... But did you encounter any blocks, like the writer's block? So, like, some people say writer's block is a myth. It's just a uh, fear of failure and maybe procrastination and different things mixed together. So what I do if I have writer's block, I just keep on writing. You know, like, even if you're not feeling inspired, just keep on writing. If the sentences aren't making sense or you think, okay, this, this, writing isn't very good just keep on writing and eventually you get inspired again and maybe after you go back to something you've written before that you didn't think was good if you look at it again with fresh eyes and be like okay this is actually not bad so just keep writing like if you pause then that's where the problem will be so even if you're having writer's block or feeling uninspired just keep writing okay
1: so even if you are uninspired, or if you're having writer's block. Just, Just keep
0: writing.
1: Yes. I think I myself will take that advice. You should take
0: it. <laughs> what if you get lazy? Mm. Well, yeah. It depends. Like, if writing is your main thing, like, you have to push through that laziness. If you're doing other things, like you, your incomes. So you can afford to be a lazy writer, like writing is your side thing. (laughs) But for me now, like I can't afford, like writing is my main thing. So yes, I have to push that laziness aside.
1: So it's all right to say every time we feel lazy, we tell ourselves, this is what you have to do at this moment. You should just do
0: it. Mm -hmm. Another way also is... Being inspired by other forms of art. If you're not feeling inspired as you writer at that moment, you can watch a movie or listen to music. You know, other forms of art will stimulate your, your thinking and then give you new ideas.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So, <clears throat> I'm taking you mm-hmm. or reporting you to Plateau State People. Why now? <laughs> because going, flipping through the pages of this book... Mm-hmm. I think I saw a name called Tim Bien. Bien. (laughs)
0: What happened? Okay, so I wouldn't say it's a bad story. She's the main character in that book, and it's actually about sexual abuse. So, yes, no, you wouldn't blame Tim Bien. She's actually the victim. so why Timbien? Why did I just you like choose the name? name? I just yes. like the name. Do you and know any Timbien? I actually know a Timbien. I know a Timbien. Like, I went to school in Joss. I attended oh. Kenna High School in Rayfield. So my bunkmate, when I was in GES one was Timbien. She was really nice. She wasn't bullying me. Like, you know, like, you would expect an SS1 student or SS2 student to yeah. bully you when you're in GES one. but she was really nice. And I liked the name. So, yeah, I just kept it to use it so one So this is... <laughs>
1: This is a tribute to nice people and to Timbien. But now that I'm thinking about it, I made her a victim in this story. So I don't know if (laughs) Timbien will like it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but it doesn't matter that Mm -hmm. your name is used in a book. I think that's good enough. Yeah. That's good enough. And so, um, you're going to take us through a journey. Okay. To... Adamawa. It's mm. not Adamawa. It's not Adamawa. Uh-huh. <laughs> Adamawa. It's mm-hmm. Adamawa. hmm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're going to take us through a journey to Adamawa mm-hmm. to Mayo Belo. Mayo Belwa. Yendon. Yendon Land. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the culture.
0: Tell us why do you think it's beautiful? Okay, one of the things I find fascinating about the culture is inheritance and then like kinship ties. Like in our place, the first child, whether male or female, draws like their their family lineage from their mother's side. So, like my sister, she's from my mother's village. And like our bride prize and things like that is my uncles from my mother's side that are going to do it so i feel like it's sort of a way to create balance you know like you so give out how
1: is it chosen your sister not you she's the first born. so oh that applies to
0: the first yes so any firstborn, oh. whether male or female is from the mother's place then the rest are from uh-huh. the father's place but like if you maybe if you keep on having if you have a lot of children the in-laws can negotiate and be like, okay, give us one more. So they Ah. can still give you one more to be from your place. Yes, but like this one is a constant. You know, like if they ask my sister, where is she from? She will tell you a different village. If they ask me, where am I from? I'll call a different Mm -hmm. village for you. So that's, so I I feel like, yes, it's interesting. And it's kind of like a way to create balance. You know, you give out your daughter in marriage and then some sort of compensation. You know, she has gone to a new family, but she's also bringing back a family member for you guys instead of all her children belonging to you know her husband's oh, people yeah
1: that's really nice that's quite family. revealing yeah very revealing so what other thing do you like about Yandang culture
0: okay I like our names our names are very powerful like you know like my name like I said it means God is watching over us so I feel like names have the power to define a person's life. You know, like if you have a bad name and you internalize it and other people tell you that this name is bad and, you know, it can have power over your life, sometimes you may believe it and sometimes it may actually have power over your life and change the course of things in your life. So yes, yeah. a name is important. and names are very important in my place. So names are always very good, very positive. So do you speak Yanda? Unfortunately, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> very little and even this little that I speak, I've just been learning it in recent years. Oh yes, wow, yes. That's, that's quite sad, yes, right? yeah. We're one of the people who grew up in the north and everybody was speaking Hausa, Hausa. and you know parents were at work so, you know, so... Yes.
1: But you can that's, count one to ten. Yes,
0: I can count one to ten. Ayan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go, let's go, okay. Minty. Ini, tat, nuts, ginang, getinti. You know, I know your language. If you miss it, I will catch you. Like, I'm, I'm calculating in my head. Like, is this right? Like, maybe somebody no, will catch me. Still, no,
1: you're still right. Okay, okay getinti,
0: getini, bola, nat, newcomb tat, coop. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: that's like a challenge. It's not like I can't count my body. Mm-hmm. So now that you don't understand you're supposed to give us like a short story and uh, Ah, no. so what is <laughs> complimenting you that?
0: No, so what's not, going to compliment that? I, I just counted, so really? Yes. That should that should spice. Mm-hmm. Should we forgive her? Please forgive me. <laughs> don't put me to shame. <laughs>
1: Okay, so again, um, tell
0: us about your trip to Kenya. Hmm. So, my trip to Kenya was exciting. Like I've mentioned, I like exploring cultures, I like learning new things. So, it was, I mean, it was work related, but then I still found the time to get to know some of the people I met and then ask them a few questions, you know, like. So, I would say that. The trip was a learning experience for me, you know, I learned some things about Kenyan culture and then some of the friends I met from South Africa, I learned a couple of things about the Zulu and Xhosa culture and then from Rwanda I learned something about the historical cause of the genocide between the Hutu and the Tutsi, so yeah. it's it's all and I actually wrote about it I think I posted that on my website today so yes that should be out about my trip to Kenya
1: okay I guess this is where we drive people to your website so tell us Um, so this um, the website is going to be under the comment section of this particular podcast but you can as well just say it out Mm -hmm. so people can um, maybe hear it before they can click on it so So it's
0: www.lindabinos.com it's just my name Ah,
1: www.lindabinos.com yes and so Linda where can we find your book
0: so my book is available at Roving Heights. Roving Heights has branches in Lagos and Abuja. And then the booksellers. Booksellers has branches in Ibadan, Abeokuta, Abuja. And then also the book market. Book market has, I think, a branch in Abuja. And then, yes, I have um, people that are stocking it for me in Jos and Adama and Taraba. And then also people can get directly in touch with me. Oh, okay.
1: So all of these details will be on the description and comment section, just in case if you want. But at this point, I would really like to have you tell us, like, why should I read this book? Mm -hmm. Although, personally, I like the fact that it's not so voluminous, which Mm -hmm. means that I can always read it. And I also like the fact that it's a collection of short stories mm-hmm. which means i can read one and come back and read the other one yeah. independently but what what else should we expect
0: inside the book why should i why should i read it okay so why you should read this book is that entertainment is definitely a staple but then in addition to entertainment there is also education information and then you know just learning about a new culture and then broadening your mind like there are some things that people will consider heavy but the way i portray those themes just makes it very easy and relatable like climate change the first story is um about climate change and famine and you know like short shortage of rainfall and everything but then it's told in a humorous way you know there's this fake pastor pentecostal pastor trying to take advantage of the situation and things like that so a lot of people can get lost in that humor and forget that the main message of that story is not really about the pastor it's really about you know the climate change and things we can do to make it better just something to be conscious about i guess
1: that's the power of storytelling exactly that you are able to take out um hard things quote in quote mm-hmm. or things that are um, difficult to talk about or you know a message that could be boring so to say yeah but take people to a journey towards mm-hmm. it right into the story without even the person realizing that this is actually so yeah. it's more like a mental mm. I don't want to call it <laughs> brainwash <laughs> oh, yeah. wow okay that's so I've been dying to ask you this question. Yeah? Okay. While you were writing this book, mm-hmm. which um, when was your aha moment? Like when you felt really good and satisfied?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Did I have an aha moment? I don't know because I didn't write everything at once. Some of the stories were written. So which, which one is more memorable to you? Hmm. I think it has been changing. Oh, okay. it has been changing That's interesting. and then sometimes is when I get comments like someone will come and tell me oh my god this story was really good and I'm like hmm okay you know I'm, I'm seeing this from a different perspective like when people review the stories and then tell me something that was in my subconscious like I wasn't even consciously thinking of that when yeah, I was, so I'm like yeah. okay you know this is interesting so I would say my aha moment would be the last story I added to the collection and the last story was actually the new death oh okay yes, yes the new, the so new look death. out for yeah. <laughs> the new death this. Yes. Okay. Uh. <laughs> the new death yes okay aha the new death and like why I had the aha moment was because like when I finished I was like this is actually a good story and I wasn't planning to include it like I just put it towards the end of 2020 I wrote it and the event of 2020 kind of inspired it. Like, oh. I'd finished writing the others and then I got inspiration late 2020. Then I wrote it and I was like, okay, this completes the book. Oh, yeah, So it's really? 10. So it, there were nine series before.
1: Oh, okay. So now that you see, 10. that makes it 10. Yes, and complete, yeah, right? yes. oh, That's mm. That's nice. I think this is the point where you give out some writing tips Mm. for boarding writers and not just boarding writers I think for writers generally Mm -hmm. because it's good that we sometimes remind ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess that's why people take fresher courses eh? so you need to pay me (laughs) for this fresher course (laughs) (laughs) so um, do you have like some tips you tell us like especially to
0: writers? I would say, I mean, I'm sure writers have heard this a lot, the whole show not tell thing. So, but a practical way of actually achieving that is imagining the story as you're writing, you know, like you write a sentence and try to imagine it from the point of a reader. If you were reading this story, would your imagination be working or you just be reading like, okay, she drank water. You know, like, how can you make that that line more imaginative you know instead of saying she drank water you can say she reached for the water bottle and then she raised it to her lips and then droplets of water dripped down her you know hey. so you don't have to say she drank water the the reader will know she drank water but the reader has imagined it happening so it creates a more visual a more stimulating experience for the reader so yeah well, wow that's, that's a very important writing tip Wow. Okay, two more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another one is edit, edit, edit. You know, like, some people feel like, okay, I've written the book, let me give someone else to edit. You can actually self-edit to a point. Like, nobody can edit their work perfectly. You still need someone to edit it, but self-edit. Like, some things, maybe when you write it at first, it just looks good on the surface. You can leave it, come back, and when you read it again, then you'll be like, okay, you know, I can take this off, I can take this off, and then the work will still be will still be good some things are not necessary but you need to leave the work and come back after a while really then you see that okay the story can do without it my last one okay <laughs> so i'll just go back to the point of um creative block a writer is a person who writes and pushes forward so if you have the creative block or writer's block or whatever just make sure you keep writing you know don't say okay i don't feel inspired so let me leave this just keep on writing so for you to be a writer, you have to be writing, basically. Basically. So for you to be a writer, you have to be writing.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's strong. That's strong. Because yeah. I've had a couple of people who walk up to me and say, I envy you. I envy the way you write so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I want to be a writer too. Mm-hmm. How can I be a writer? You know. And I <laughs> pick up your pen or just write just write just write Mm -hmm. okay now i have a ready answer (laughs) just write just Just write write anything just writing will make sense
0: Mm -hmm. like of course there's a difference between a good writer and someone who isn't so good but a writer is a writer if you're writing then you're a writer like we'll get to a point where we know whether yeah exactly writing is one of those things you can actually grow in yes some people say oh some people are born writers well i don't believe that i think if you immerse yourself in the right tips and you know like you read, you get points, you research, you can actually improve. So writing is one of those things that you can improve. If you're very if you're very determined to improve, you can improve. You know, like a lot of people we know who are writers, they didn't go to school to study writing.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: So writing is one of those things you can actually do if you put your mind to.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. You can actually do if you put your mind to mm-hmm. so um after altar
0: of tradition, what should we look out for? Okay, so I'm actually working on a short story. Already is <laughs> 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 is okay, it's actually I want to release it towards December. I want it to be an ebook, so it's going to oh, be free. Okay. Maybe it will be on Okada Books or any of these online reading platforms so people can download it from there or read it from the app. So that's that. And for next year, hopefully, hopefully I'll be done. Hopefully procrastination will not put uh, a speed bump in my step. But like hopefully next year, I should be publishing a novel, something bigger. Wow. 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 So
1: before we let you go, Mm I like to know, like, you know how it's said that whatever you do, you should model after someone mm-hmm. or mentor, mm-hmm. either which ways, although there's a difference between a model and a mentor, yeah. which people actually don't get it right mm-hmm. a model is someone who you cannot this is not for you this is for <laughs> a model is actually someone who you look up to but you don't really have direct access to mm-hmm. so i could be right here in nigeria and and i will tell you that Oprah winfrey for instance is my model she's my role model that yeah. could pass but a mentor is someone who you can talk to and get direct feedback. Mm. So it will be wrong for me to say, Who is my Oprah mentor? Oprah Winfrey yeah. is my mentor. Yeah. <laughs> right? It will be very wrong for me to say, Oprah Winfrey is my mentor. Because I do not have that, um, there's no two way communication between her and myself. So yeah. because of that explanation, mm. who is first of all your role model and mm-hmm. then the mentor?
0: Okay. I wouldn't oh, okay yes sir. I was about to say I wouldn't say I have a mentor but mm, now that I think about it I probably do okay so for my model I would say Chimamanda I know everybody says it but yes I like her writing and I like how vocal she is on very important and sometimes controversial topics and I like how how widely read she is you know like a lot of people have read her work and understand more about Africa, about Nigeria, whether it's the political sphere or you know the culture or the history and things like that. So yes, I'd like to be widely read like that. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, so um, we have um, very few minutes left. Yes, we do have very few minutes left. Um, I want to you to tell us when it's time for Linda to mm-hmm. get married you're not married obviously
0: yes yes She's so not che- checking my... <laughs> 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 Okay
1: so when it's time for Linda to get married what would marriage according to Yandang
0: like be for you hmm. So, marriage according to and is because I'm from my dad's place. It's really my dad's So, what's the culture like? What's, what's going determine to happen? That. So, like the basic things, there's this thing called Mahi. So, it's um, the first step you take. It's a fully grown ram. It has to be a very big ram. And then two, two he goats. So, those are the basic things. Then, like back in the day, you would also pay 28 items. It could be... Langtang fabric. Langtang is not to be confused with the Langtang <laughs> in, of the Tarok okay. people yeah. in Plato. Okay. So yes it's a like traditional handwoven fabric oh, okay. mm-hmm. so that you can among the 28 items there could be Langtang fabric, there could be holes, there could be bows, arrows, things like that but like other cultures have influenced our own culture so now people do the whole boxes thing like you know you, you buy boxes fill them with sets of clothes and things like that and basically it depends on what the in-laws cut for you like they give you a list and say bring this and then you bring it so traditionally it. like ideally mm-hmm. what is it supposed
1: to be like like it's supposed take to take us through a journey mm-hmm. to um a yandang bride okay like let, me, totally let, let me let me take it back to the past because now
0: yes it's very diluted yes. there's a no, lot no, no, no. of
1: let's let's do the past yes let's talk okay so now. it's
0: the mahing the yeah. fully grown ram the two he goats, and then the 28 items and the 28 items depend on what the in-laws tell you to bring maybe they tell you um, beans granules, bambara no things like that and then you also build a hut for your mother-in-law there's this thing they call Mu. So that was our legal tender before colonization came with their own money. So it's a metal. So they use the metal to make arrowheads, to make holes, to make cutlasses and things like that. Just weapons and so that was it. So it's it was the mold that was the money. So you pay with metals. Wow. Yes, you pay with metals. You buy the the rams and the goats and the 28 items. So those were the basic things. Without the ram and the two goats, you have not married yet. So once you say you like a girl, to show that you're serious, those are the things you pay. So once you've paid that, then you're engaged. Then the other things, you can pay them gradually. But the ram and those goats, if you've not paid, you're not married. Is there
1: a specific day that the girl is taken to her husband's house or once he pays the ram? you just exchange like i said like
0: a lot of things have changed but like back in the day you would even like you can come and stay with your your intended uh like you can stay and be helping them to farm stay with them for a while maybe till you have your first child or something but like if you get married (laughs) yes you can stay in your in-laws compound and Help them on their farm and things like that. And no, and well, and well, building... Hold on, let me get it straight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you mean that? The man leaves his own home. But this is not like a forever thing, just for a period of time. Yes, <laughs> the, so
1: the man leaves his own family and yes. comes to his in-law's yes. family.
0: Yes, so that that hut you're building for your mother-in-law, you and your new wife will stay there oh, for a while. Wow. While you're doing, fulfilling your in-law duties and things like that. Then after a while, you leave, you vacate the hut and then move to your own place with your wife. And then the hut, it belongs to the mother-in-law. Wow. Yeah. So let's now judge the polls the
1: old Yendan tradition mm-hmm. with contemporary now. Mm. Where,
0: where's the difference? How much has been lost? The difference, okay, these things still exist except that people have added extra. So okay. they've added the, the Hausa box thing, like you know, so There's the whole box thing, you buy boxes. Mm, So, you need to uh, um,
1: explain to us because you can't assume that our audience understand. So, like uh, in household
0: culture, you buy suitcases and then fill them with jewelry, wrappers, shoes, and you know, just things like basically you're changing the wardrobe of your wife in some cases, even plus your, your in laws. So yes, like now that has been adopted, you know, like I don't know any wedding where the the groom doesn't buy suitcases full of things for his wife and then some things maybe for his in-laws too. So yes, that's kind of the norm. So yeah, so what's like, what's the difference? i like to know like, okay, so like
1: how you said earlier Mm -hmm. there was the 28 um, Items. items.
0: Do you still do that or the box is now the 28 items? Um. I think the 28 items are not as imposed as before. There is more there's more emphasis on like monetary payment because there's still money in addition to all these things. So there's still money. And I feel like the combination of the actual tradition plus other people's tradition has made the bride price thing so expensive, more expensive than it originally was. So yes, because now that you're doing the old culture in addition to some borrowed cultures, and then now there's money that the white man has brought, so you're still paying the one your ancestors but were paying for, paying extra. Um, the what's it called? The moon. The metal. The moon. Yes. Yes do you still give the metal now it's actually very replaced? yes money has replaced that so it's actually very scarce now the more you won't find it um just lying around like higher. So as you which see one? people using the metal to make their holes and you know things they need but it's no longer illegal tender so it's not a requirement for the right price mm-hmm. anymore people some people don't even know it <laughs> yeah right yeah so which one do you prefer I would, I would rather have, I think, the old. I feel like the old was more realistic, you know? Like, you can find a young man that wants to marry, but he can't marry right away because he's gathering money to buy all these things. So I feel like a combination of so many things has made it extremely difficult, you know? It, it so is puts that a lot why young pressure. men don't get married? I don't know about you young men, oh, and because I'm not, not one young of them. <laughs> 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 but i do think that like now things are more expensive because of all these extra things so i would i would say stick to the old you know the old in today's standards is not very expensive it's not if you're paying 28 items you're buying your ram and your goods like it cannot be more expensive than buying suitcases so now when I- we when is getting married husband <laughs> will have to leave Parents' house or
1: his no? <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that's the old now. He leave his parents' house and you he sit here. and Come and stay with you. Uh, if he wants, he can In your come at our house. Are you going to? Is, are you guys going to build the hut? Uh, maybe we will build huts. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know which one we should prefer. Whether Africans should embrace the contemporary tradition or. Should we now go back to Maybe what there should we be a balance. To, yeah. A
0: balance. Like the things that can be done without can be left in the past. And then some things that can be brought to the future can, can be brought so forward. And then take in addition. on white wedding. What's my take? I, I feel like it's a duplication. Because people are still doing traditional weddings and then still doing court weddings, still doing like. Aren't you people tired? Like. So. <laughs> I don't know. Let me ah. not make out then. <laughs> you people will pull out receipts <laughs> for me when the time comes. <laughs> but yes, if I had my way, I'd like to have only one wedding. Like, if it's possible, I'll just, you know, in my dress, whatever color it may be, I'll just sign my court wedding register there, you know, and just know, okay, I'm legally married, and then I do my ceremony, and that's the end. But which one is? you know you do traditional wedding and then finish down come and do white wedding and like it's it's a lot it's a lot of stress well we never can tell <laughs> like I said let me not make mouths and then yeah, someone sure. will remind me some years from now because like, it, does, it doesn't said, solely depend
1: on you exactly it's, so. it's a two way thing there's a man it's who not who even also two way
0: because weddings are really for the family so. like the young people yeah, nobody lets mean, you talk right. like it's like okay the marriage is for you but weddings is the wedding parents <laughs> parents wants to do owambe and you know invite all their friends and things like that so yeah. Okay mm-hmm.
1: So Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I guess this is a good time to wrap it up And I must say I have found most of our conversations Really revealing Especially mm-hmm. the Yandang culture And with Anna I am a bit disappointed That she doesn't know how to speak her language like, Can you how speak can your you? language
0: Let me also be disappointed Well sadly
1: let me disappoint you. I can. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> to an extent. Uh-huh, to an extent. Okay. To an extent. <laughs> I actually have like um, an anthology okay. of five stories and two songs mm-hmm. from my language. Okay. And um, a dictionary of numbers okay. from one to one hundred from okay. my language as well. So, so. I can say I'm proud, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Well, there you have it. There you have it. A blend of entertainment, suspense, and knowledge. So if you love culture and African tradition, this is the most read for you. It's um, a collection of easy-to-read short stories that explores themes such as love, marriage rights, sexual abuse, religious exploitation, ethnic tension, insecurity and most interestingly climate change yes i actually <laughs> like that um i also like um, a description that says the shackles of tradition in the face of yes. modernity <laughs> this is linda dinos ruby mm. All the way from Adamawa State, did I call it right? Yes. Oh, yeah, Adamawa, not Adamawa. Adamawa. (laughs) All the way from Adamawa State, she is a writer, and I'm glad that we've had this discussion, and I'm glad that um, there are also tips that people can take home, Mm -hmm. especially um, writing tips. So if you're a writer, this is for you, and it's okay for you to recommend to other writers and other people who you think might pick interest in writing or you believe should be writers. And on this note, it's time for me to review one more special thing about Linda, <laughs> which is... That apart from writing and of course being an editor, Linda is a fashion
0: design. I feel like um um I'm dressed underwhelmingly. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm I'm not repping fashion designer, right, unfortunately. Right, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you can, you can actually
1: look her up um, on her social media pages. Um, Linda, do you want to help us with the handle?
0: Yes, actually all my media pages are Linda Binos, so if you search for my name, it's Linda with the Y, Linda Binos. Yes, and your fashion brand is? My fashion brand is called Lin's Amour. It's French for Lin's Closet. Oh,
1: okay. So, you can follow on, on half social media platforms and get to know Linda up close and personal by the way I met her on
0: Facebook yeah see how Zuckerberg is right? connecting people did you get
1: <laughs> <laughs> so meet her up and know her up close and personal and thanks for sticking around remember to follow us on our social media platforms and also remember to recommend this podcast to your friends and to your loved ones it means a lot to me like a lot lots to me thank you so much now before I wrap up there is one last thing I promised I was going to do on social media and I'm going to do it now um, which is the where can I find it yes reviews from people yeah so this is from Jidda and Jidda is um, the guest we had last week and she okay. says hello i'm just uh i just had an interview with an ngo about sickle cell thanks to your thanks rather mm-hmm. to your podcast oh that's good this is so encouraging this means a lot this yeah, means yeah. a lot 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 and i also have um another one that says today's episode was wow I could only imagine. I have a cousin suffering from sickle cell. Sometimes I don't like visiting because it breaks my heart. Mm. Thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Your reviews keep making me to, you know.
0: You're doing a great job. you right? creating awareness for important topics. Yeah, Thank so, you so much for having oh,
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on this note, it's time to say goodbye. I'll see you again next week. I am your host, DS Fellow on Unzipped Stories. Bye. Bye.